Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. All right, ladies, I know you are excited about another week of expert advice from a woman who is absolutely killing it in her business, and I am excited to bring it to you. Today, I am talking with Julie Stoyan, and she is a digital marketing expert and coach currently making her mark on the internet as the co-founder of several popular online business brands, such as Create Your Laptop Life, Funnel Gorgeous, Digital Insiders, and more. She has inspired and equipped thousands of up-and-coming business owners with the skills and strategies that they need to create, build, and grow profitable online businesses. And she has been featured in so many media outlets, as well as on numerous business and marketing podcasts and blogs. She is amazing. And let me tell you, Julie knows her stuff, especially when it comes to funnels, which is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. We are going to talk all about the purpose of a funnel, what it is, the five assets of a funnel that you need to know and have to have, and what makes a funnel high converting versus just one that is not bringing in the money. So, after this episode, I know you are going to want to run off and start putting your funnel into place. And trust me when I say that Julie's expertise and advice is going to help you do just that. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I am super excited because I know funnels can be really tricky for some people and people just have a lot of problems with them. So I'm hoping that you are going to give some amazing advice that really helps them out. But before we do that, can you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and how you got into working with funnels and just your whole story? Yeah, absolutely. So I 
was a stay-at-home mom to three children in my 20s. I got married pretty young. And when my youngest went back to school, I sort of had a little bit of a, a mini crisis just trying to figure out what to do with my life. And so I love to write. I had actually started a blog in 2007. So I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a freelance writer. So honestly, my biggest goal when I started that was to make $25 a day. And I started writing these $5 SEO articles on like text broker and all these different sites, Odesk, which is I think now called Upwork. And that was fine, but it was, it was very mind numbing. You know, it was just, I don't know. It just made me feel like I wasn't really leveraging my skill to the best of my ability. So I started um, looking in different writers forums, asking questions and realizing that I had a knack for tech and design. And so I, I started, you know, fiddling around with my own blog and my own site and people started asking me, how are you doing that? So I sort of transitioned into helping people design their blogs. And from there it became websites and everything was going fine. I hit, I was basically a website designer slash one person agency all the way up until 2014. So my kids went back to school in like 2012. So it was about two years. I was making about $2,000 a month. All was fine. And then, you know, I had hit some really hard times personally. And my husband and I decided to get a divorce. And at that point, I knew that $2,000 a month as a little web designer was not going to cut it. You know, I had three children living in Connecticut. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, what do I, what do, I do now? To complicate matters, I also accidentally <laughs> found myself uh, pregnant, even though I had been on birth control. And so I was just in this like pressure cooker situation, getting divorced, three children, pregnant with a fourth, thinking to myself, I can't get a job. Like no one's going to hire me just to have me go on maternity leave. This little web design business is not cutting it. What do I do? And I started, that started a kind of a search and, and that's when I discovered more of the marketing side of online business. I discovered Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. I discovered just all these people that were making so much more money using these skills of copywriting and design, two skills that I had been sort of honing in on for the last five years, just not really charging for, and they were building funnels and they were making so much more money. And so I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And I did that. I started to raise my prices. It was enough for me to not get a job and have to, you know, work full time. So I, I did that and I got really good at it. I got so good at it that I started making people really significant amounts of money. You know, first it was a hundred thousand, then it was a million. And then it dawned on me that maybe I should make a funnel for myself <laughs> because I was building these funnels and I was getting twenty, twenty-five thousand $25,000 per funnel but then they were making a million dollars and I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. I should do that for myself. So I set out to do it for myself, um, began an online course business using funnels and um, I made, I hit the prestigious two comma club in the click funnels world. I don't know if you're, any of your followers follow Russell Brunson. He has this award for anyone who builds a funnel that makes a million dollars in a funnel. So I established myself as a funnel agency and then also as a funnel expert my, myself for building those funnels. And now I am a business 
and marketing coach and I teach all of this. I have worked with Russell Brunson. I have worked um, in big funnel building kind of coaching programs. And so now I'm on my own and I've got a bunch of brands and I just love to talk marketing. And I think it all goes all the way back to my roots as a designer and a copywriter and blending those two things together. So that's, that's the long story actually. <laughs> I love it. First of all, I am so jealous that you've worked with Russell Brunson because I love him and follow him and just think he's an absolute genius. So yeah, that's just so cool to me. I absolutely love it. But I love that you, and this is, I say this about entrepreneur stories all the time when they come on the show, but I love that you just sort of started out just so differently than where you ended up and that you just sort of found this thing that you're really good at and really passionate about and can really help people with. And you went all in on it and just gave it, you know, all of your attention, all of your effort, everything you've got. And it worked out so well for you. And, yeah. you know, to, to focus in on one specific thing like funnels, that would scare a lot of people, but you knew that it was something that would work out really well for you and something that, you know, was using the skills that you had built up over the years. And, and I just, I think that's so interesting. I always love hearing entrepreneur stories when they're like, oh, this is where I started and this is what I do now. And I'm like, those two things are so different. I <laughs> so know. I love it. It's, and I think people want, they want their path to success to be a straight line. They want it to be predictable. And I really have yet to meet anybody with who that's happened to. Um, and so I think, you know, it's being comfortable with sort of this winding accidental road where you keep your mind open and you allow hard times to sort of become your biggest opportunity. And, um, and, and I think that's way more common than people realize. I definitely agree. You know, you see those little like memes on Facebook all the time. That's like life as an entrepreneur. And it just looks like this giant, like zigzag line. And I think that's so accurate yeah. because I don't think anybody just goes into entrepreneurship and says, okay, I'm going to do this. And then they do it exactly that way forever, exactly how they thought they would. I think it's always, you know, this ever evolving, ever changing kind of thing that we have to adapt to. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's talk about funnels because I know that's what everybody is dying to hear from you. Yeah. Sure. Um, so first of all, can you just tell those listeners who may not totally know what the purpose of a funnel is, you know, maybe they've heard it, they've heard people talk about it, but they're not a hundred percent sure how it applies to them. Yeah. Can you just kind of talk about the purpose of a funnel? Absolutely. So a funnel is just a fancy, fancy name for a website that's in chronological order is what I've always said to people. You know, a website is very much like a brochure. You show up, it's kind of like a, a big overview. You got a million clicks, whereas a funnel is still a website. It's a type of website. It's a type of digital real estate, but it's set to like a storyline, a narration where they, you're shown one thing and one thing only. Um, and then once you've said yes to that thing, then you're offered something else and then something else. And so it's much more like a yellow brick road than it is, you know, a buffet. And so people don't have to get scared that funnels are some alien type of thing because it really just is a website with specific page types that you show to a prospect or someone who's interested in you that helps them buy because a lot of people don't realize how much 
people need help making purchasing decisions. Um, it does not, it's not as easy as it seems. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of, you know, objections. There's a lot of false beliefs, all kinds of things like that, that, that people need in order to decide if something's right for them. And a website really leaves it all to their own devices where a funnel sort of takes them by the hand and says, okay, I'm going to show you this thing first because I think this is what you need to know in order to take the next step. Um, and so that's, that's how I would describe a funnel. That's a really great way to describe it. I, I don't think I've ever heard it said that way. I mean, obviously I know what a funnel is and I know how it works, but I've never heard it put into those kind of terms. And I think that kind of breaks it down and makes you almost think about it differently. Cause I know a lot of people that build out their funnels and you know, they're like, okay, well, I really want to promote this. And then I really want to promote this. And so they're just kind of throwing things in there that yeah. don't necessarily always make sense with the thing before it. So I like the way you worded it. Cause it kind of reminds you like, okay, the, the second thing needs to be in relation to the first thing. And the third thing needs to be in relation to the second thing and so on and so forth. So I, yeah. I like the way you broke that down. Yeah. Thanks. So can you talk about what are the different parts of a funnel? So I know you just said, you know, it's, it's in chronological order. It's if they say yes to this thing, then they get offered this thing. But how do you actually figure out like what all needs to go into the funnel and what those different parts are? Yeah. So there's five, there's five assets, digital types of assets you need to com make any complete funnel. The first is the selling asset, right? This is the, the piece that actually tells them all about the product, whatever it is that you happen to be selling. So it could be a sales page. It could be a video sales letter. It could be a webinar presentation, right? So you need a selling, some sort of selling asset. The second thing you need is a cart asset. And this is where the money actually gets transacted. So, you know, most of us use order forms. In some cases, some funnels, you actually get on the phone with a human and that human does the order form. Either way, you need an order form, but it's just a matter of whether the customer does it themselves or they get on the phone and then, and then the, the phone agent actually takes the credit card information. So you have a selling asset, you have a cart asset. Then you need a delivery asset. And this is just, you know, for anyone who's in the info product space, it is a member's area of some kind, you know, Teachable, Thinkific, Kartra, ClickFunnels, they all have different sort of, you know, members area portals. If you are in e-commerce and you're doing a funnel, your delivery asset is going to be tied into a manufacturing facility, shipping, fulfillment, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're an agency or a, um, a service-based, your delivery asset is, is going to be happening, you know, through probably email that leads to a Zoom call or uh, an in-person meeting, something like that. So you need a delivery asset. Um, so most people know that funnels need those. A lot of people forget about the last two or they, they're sort of afterthoughts. The fourth asset you need is a follow-up asset and follow-ups can be emails. They can be retargeting ads. They can be, um, they could be, you know, inside a member's area where, you know, maybe they didn't purchase everything, but they purchased something. And so inside the members area, you want to remind them that there are these extra add-ons. So follow-up assets, you know, most people do email, but there's also messenger marketing, there's texting. Um, how do you get back in touch with your customer, whether they purchased or not? And then the last asset is the traffic. Traffic asset is how you actually, um, pull people into your funnel. So Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, organic social media marketing, search engine optimization, podcasting, 
YouTubing, PR, blogging, um, trying to think, events, uh, JVs, affiliates, Dream 100, things like that. So if every funnel is complete when it has all five assets, it has the sell selling asset, the cart asset, the delivery asset, the follow-up asset, and the traffic asset. Um, and so you can, the combinations are virtually endless um, depending on what kind of funnel you're building. And obviously, um, I know a lot of people are like, well, why, how come you didn't mention a free asset, you know? And I'll, some funnels do, 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 do that, but they're still really selling. They're selling something that's free, but they still are requiring an email address. So a lot of people do lead magnet type funnels where they offer something for free in exchange for an email address. Um, and that's really just a selling asset and a delivery asset. Um, attached to a traffic asset. Uh, and then if you look at the follow-up, it's usually an email, an email series that leads to something for sale anyway. Um, and so I just tell people, if you have all five of those assets and you have hooked them all up together, um, that is a complete funnel from a technical standpoint. Now, whether or not it converts, that's a completely different conversation. <laughs> Right. And I, I definitely want to dive into what you think makes it convert in just a second, but you did kind of prompt an interesting question for me. Um, you touched on, you know, that if you're a service-based business, you might have like a lead magnet or something that, you know, leads to an email, leads to a Zoom call, you know, whatever. Do you feel like funnels work for service-based businesses? Because I know our listeners, we've got about half and half. We've got service-based businesses and then we've got like e-commerce and product-based businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I feel, I hear a lot of the time from service-based businesses that, you know, well, I can't use a funnel because I do event planning or I'm a photographer or, you know, whatever. And I feel like a lot of service-based businesses feel like this is not something they can really utilize. So do you just sort of have some advice for them or maybe an example of how they can actually make this work for their business too? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, um, the, what most people mean when they say a funnel doesn't work for a service-based model is that it is hard to convert people to a high ticket custom proposal right off of a Facebook ad. And so when people try to run funnels off Facebook ads and they're like, Oh, it doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, no, of course it didn't. <laughs> um, you're, you're misunderstanding sort of the traffic asset of the funnel. So typically what I say for any sort of service-based freelancer agency model. I say, um, I have a, a program called Proposal Secrets. It's inside of my members area. I run a, a membership called Create Your Laptop Life. And one of the courses in there is Proposal Secrets. And it's all about how to create what I call a business intensive funnel. It's just a fancy word for an application funnel. But how you structure that funnel, um, it has the selling asset, which is the sales page. It has the uh, cart asset, which is really happening over the phone because once you get them on the phone, you are not selling them a custom proposal. You're selling them an actual intensive where you're going to map everything out for them. And then once you've done that, then they're way more likely to purchase whatever proposal you send them. But that funnel the traffic asset for that funnel is not Facebook ads. Um, I've never run ads to a business intensive funnel. If you want to run ads to a particular funnel, I would do either a lead magnet or something that I call the service provider webinar. I did this a lot in my agency and I would run ads 
to a webinar that was not a typical webinar. It was not like you see now. It was very much hands-on walking you step by step. And the whole purpose of this webinar was to impress and overwhelm. So for example, I was really good at MailChimp. And so I would run these webinars that say, learn how to make a custom newsletter in this one hour free class. And they would, I'd get 130 people or so after running ads for a week. I'd get 30 or 40 people to show up live. I would actually build the newsletter, the custom newsletter, impressing them with my skills and kind of overwhelming them a little bit too with how much work they are. And then at the end, I would offer um, if anyone wanted me to actually build this for them, they could reach out to me. And that would be kind of a way to get them in the door. So that I would use for ads. I would also give away free things for ads. But it all just led to the business intensive funnel, which was get on the phone with me, pay me $1,000, I'm gonna build out your strategy, and then from there, I'm gonna charge you between twenty dollars and $30,000 to do everything. Uh, and you're gonna say yes, because we will have just walked through this crazy plan that impresses you and also probably overwhelms you with how much work it is. And so that's sort of the, the big, bold promise of my Proposal Secrets courses that I teach you know, agencies and service providers how, how to do all of that. So yes, funnels do work for agencies. I love that. Yeah, because I, I just think people get so stuck on, you know, they've seen it done a certain way and they feel like that's the only way to do it. And so I know a lot of people see these funnels where, you know, you get to that first page and they're selling you something that's sort of like a, a tripwire that's like $9 or something like that. And then if you say yes to that, then it moves you to the next thing that they're trying to sell you, which is a little higher priced. And, and you're going through this entire, you know, phase of things and getting on their email list and all of that. And then for webinars, they've usually seen it done like, okay, you know, this is what I'm talking about. And then at the end, I'm going to pitch you my course or my book or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that I'm selling. And so I think a lot of service-based business owners have seen it done that way and they don't realize that, you know, there's other ways to do it. So I think part of it's just getting creative with how you can offer your services and how you can package them in a way that, you know, you can sell them in, in different concepts and different areas. And that, I mean, and that funnel that you're discussing is uh, very much a one particular type of funnel. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, there because there's a lot of types. And that's I think that's why I kind of explain it with the assets because I'm like, if you have these five blocks, right? You have the selling, the cart, the delivery, the follow-up, and the traffic, you you've got, you know, virtually endless com combinations of creativity that you can use to build a funnel that's gonna work for you. Yeah, I love that. And definitely makes sense. Breaks it down really easy too. So let's go back to what you said earlier about funnels that actually convert. So, you know, mm. what, what makes for a funnel versus a high converting funnel? What is it that really, you know, makes the difference and will actually help you to create something that's really going to work for you and your business? Yeah. So I, I talk about this a lot, um, you know, sort of the three, three building blocks or three, you know, atoms, so, so to speak of the perfectly profitable funnel. And if you have a great offer and you have really good copy and really good design, and those are the three blocks. But if you imagined it 
like a Venn diagram or is it a Venn diagram where the circles overlap? I think it is. Um, if you, if you just, if you have great offer, you have a great offer and you have great copy, putting those together creates the first of like the magic elixir, which is irresistibility. So a good offer and good copy creates irresistibility. Um, if you have good copy and good design on your funnel, now you have what I would put the second key ingredient, which is positioning. And if you have a great offer and good design as well, you have trust. And so when you blend these three things together, a great offer, great copy, and great design, you, you create these, these elixirs that you need to be profitable, which is irresistibility, positioning, and trust. And where those three things overlap, that is your bullseye. That is where you've got a profitable funnel. And so um, I just launched a funnel about a month ago, not quite a month ago with my partner, Kathy. So we run the brand called Funnel Gorgeous and we, we launched a, a funnel. It's a typical traditional low ticket funnel where you sell something for $37, you have an order bump for 27 and then you have a one-time upsell for 97 and we launched that and we knew it had to be an incredible offer. So we worked hard to make something so valuable that other people would easily pay several hundred dollars for it. Then we wrote some great copy, right? Knowing that that would create that irresistibility factor. Then we added in um, excellent design. That's Kathy's superpower. And that really gives um, the prospect on the page a sense of uh, trust and rapport because good branding bridges that gap when they don't yet trust you. Once they trust you, they'll buy anything from you, whether it's ugly or not. But a lot of people, you know, you can't talk to them one-on-one. -on -one, and so you need that, that, uh, that element of design and branding to really bridge the gap. Um, and it also creates awesome positioning so that if your, if your offer is a little bit more expensive, then, you know, something you can find on Amazon or Target or whatever, the branding helps with that positioning. And when you create those three things, you get a bullseye. And I'm always looking for anywhere between three and 5% for um, a purchase rate. And when we launched it to our list, we were shocked. I don't know why we were shocked because we knew it would do well, but we were shocked to find that it had converted at a, around 30% the sales page itself. And so we knew we'd hit it out of the park. And we knew of course that once we started to run Facebook ads, that percentage would drop. Um, and it has been running for about three weeks. The last time I checked, it was still converting around 10% to cold traffic. And that is what everybody wants because that's the, you know, that's really how you make it profitable off of ads. You give Mark Zuckerberg $10, he turns around and gives you, uh, you know, 30 or 40 back. Now, now you're in business. Now you can, you know, scale to the moon. And it's really because of those key elixirs that I talk about when you blend a great offer with great copy and great design is you get that irresistibility, that positioning and that trust. And that's what sends your funnel to the moon. That definitely makes sense. And I love that you, you know, even included the example about your own funnel. Cause I think, I think that's the problem is so many people are trying to build these out and they just don't really know what it is that they're looking for, what it is they need to include. And so then, you know, they do that thing that you typically do when you're 
in a hurry to get something done and you just don't know enough about it. And they start throwing all of these pieces in there. And then they wonder why it didn't do well, why it didn't convert, why they didn't get really any sales or signups or, you know, whatever it is they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I love that you even included the example and, and talked about, you know, your own conversion rate and, you know, kind of gave them something to really compare it to and, and certain things to look for when they're actually building out their own. Yeah. Yeah. It did prompt the question for me though. You mentioned a lot about the design and the copy. Do you feel like this is the type of thing where, you know, if let's say you don't have the design skills, you're definitely not a copywriter. It's just not really your area of expertise. Do you feel like this is a situation where you need to hire a designer and hire a copywriter? Or is this really something that people can build out themselves? Um, it depends. I mean, I think the the brand promise that Funnel Gorgeous is currently working on, uh, we are trying to eliminate your need to hire a designer because Kathy, my partner, is an amazing designer. And so we are selling templates that help you it gets you 75, 80% there. I mean, maybe you need to tweak, tweak it a little bit, but uh, for all intents and purposes, you can get great design at ridiculous rates without ever having to become a designer. Um, and all the tools that are out there now, landing page builders and sales page builders and stuff, when you combine those you know, easy drag and drop tools with a designer who's, who's giving you an amazing template, there's no need there's no need to stress about great design. Uh, a great offer is something that I think anybody can learn. That's in fact, you know, what the, the funnel I was just telling you about is called Offer Cure. That's all that it's about is like how to create that amazing offer. And then you get to copy. And I would say that copy is a little bit the bane of my existence because I have been trying to teach it. And I think every time I teach it, I get better and better. And Lots of people have used my classes to write their own copy and have it convert. And I have a fair amount of copywriters who have worked with me that have then gone on to become really good conversion copywriters. They all seem to have a little bit of a knack for writing to begin with. But if you're the kind of person who has no knack for writing, no patience for learning, I think if you're going to make an investment in your funnel, the copy is really where you can go ahead and spend a little bit more money because there are lots of affordable options for design already. And I think that everybody should learn how to make a great offer. But if you have any aptitude for writing at all and any patience to learn, um, I think it's totally possible to learn how to write great copy that converts. Yeah. I just know that a lot of business owners, especially ones that are starting out, you know, maybe they don't have the money to invest or things like that. And so a lot of times that tends to be a deterrent from, you know, creating funnels, creating opt-ins, you know, adding that extra page they need to their website or, you know, whatever. And so funnels, especially already kind of being uh, so tricky for a lot of people, I think that tends to be almost an excuse for why they haven't done it yet. Well, I'm not good at design. I can't afford it. So I'm glad to, to hear you say that, there's a lot of different options out there and it's something that, oh, yeah. you know, you definitely don't have an excuse not to do. No, hundred percent. Like what's your option? What's your other option? You might as well just close up shop and not have a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what the other option is. So, I mean, there are people like me 
you know, that are actively working to make this, this skill set more readily available for the DIY person. Yeah, I love that. And we'll definitely have to link in the show notes, your, you know, Funnel Gorgeous company so that everybody can go check that out. Cause I think, I really do think that'll be an asset to a lot of people who really are stuck. They're trying to figure out, you know, exactly what all these parts of the funnel need to be and how to really create the right offer for their business and, you know, how to make it all come together. So I think that's, that's definitely going to be a huge help to a lot of people and hopefully a lot of our listeners as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we will stop here. I could probably pick your brain about funnels all day, so I won't, <laughs> but I think this has been really helpful just kind of in the, the basics of, you know, what you need to have, how to start building it, all of those things. So I think it's going to be super helpful to our listeners, but awesome. since it is the end of the episode, I do have a fun little lightning round that I normally do with our guests just to kind of close out the episode in a fun way. Sure. So are you ready? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And then probably get a cup of tea. That's my second thing. (laughs) I love it. Everybody always has something. They're either like, oh, I drink X amount of water or I have my coffee or I have my tea. It's always one of those things. Uh I I never hear anybody come on here and be like, oh, I eat breakfast with orange juice. It's always coffee, tea, or water. Always. Uh So funny. All right. What is the last book that you read? Gaslighting America. Okay. What is that? <laughs> it was written. I don't by, think I've heard of that. Yeah. It's uh, it was written by a, a Republican government official who was talking about her time working on the campaign trail uh, during, during the 2016 election. I also read end times, which was a fascinating book about all the different possible ways we may uh, accidentally end life on this planet. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I bet that was really interesting. It was so interesting. Like I found out so much about asteroids and volcanoes and all kinds. I am a total geek. I read a lot of personal development books, but I also read a ton of nothing to do with business and marketing books because <laughs> my brain needs a rest. So I like to read about, you know, asteroids hitting the planet. I love it. I feel like you probably found out more than you ever wanted to know about how we could oh, I did. end the world. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. What is one thing that you recommend to everyone? So it can be a service, a product you use, an item that you love, whatever you want, but something that you just feel like everybody has to have. Um, well, one thing that I recommend everybody has is I wrote a, a blog post one day called the paper whiteboard and I accidentally stumbled upon this method of using a big giant media drawing sketchbook as your planner. And it was kind of a a take, a knockoff on, you know, the bullet, bullet journal craze when it was like, Oh, the bullet journals, you know, you can do whatever you want, but they were always small and super like complicated. And you had to like draw all this stuff on it. And I also was in the entrepreneur world where everyone loves big whiteboards. And I was like, well, that's great. But like, don't you guys have agita about like your kid running into the room and erasing it? Or what happens when you have another idea, but you're not done with your first idea and just like all the stress about like erasing. And so this sort of media sketch pad solved all my problems. Number one, 
the paper was sturdy enough that I could color on it, that it wouldn't bleed through. Number two, it was completely huge and white. And so every day I had this nice big white sheet of paper on my desk and I would just flip the page every day. And every day I had, you know, a fresh start. And the best part was I could always go back and look at my earlier pages if I needed to remember something crazy that happened. And it just created all this flexibility. And then I was able to bring it with me. You can't like stuff a whiteboard in your backpack when you fly. And I wrote all about this paper whiteboard. And since that time have now seen everywhere, like all over, you know, the ClickFunnels world. And in my world, people are now buying these media sketchbooks as their planner. I really should have thought this through and made my own. <laughs> I probably would have made a lot more money. <laughs> That's so funny. That sounds so awesome though. And I haven't, I don't think I've actually seen that. So I'm going to have to go. Look if you that Google, actually. if you Google the paper whiteboard, I think I'm the first, uh, I'm the first person at the top of Google and there you go. Uh, it explains, yeah, I am. And explains why I recommend you do this. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. Cause that sounds awesome. Cause I never really got into the bullet journaling. I'm, I'm not very artsy right. and artistic and stuff. And so mine just, it looked like crap. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'll stick to my, my paper planners that I buy from target or, you know, wherever. And, but they're always so small, like you said. So I'll have to check that out. I really like that. Yep. All right. Last question. What is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Everything that's worth doing is uphill all the way. John Maxwell. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that a lot. Yeah. And I think it's so true too. Yeah. It, remind, it just keeps it, keeps it in perspective. Anything you really want to do building a business, having a relationship, getting in shape, raising your kid, anything, anything that's worthwhile will be uphill all the way. So learn to enjoy the journey and not the destination because otherwise you're just going to be miserable. <laughs> I love that. I love John Maxwell too. So yeah. that's a, it's a great choice. All right. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, social media, give them yeah. all the places they can go follow. Well, first off, if you on social media, if you follow Julie Stoyan, S-T-O-I-A-N, juliestoyan.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, I think on Pinterest, although I'm not very active. Don't follow me on Twitter because I'm super political and you probably are not interested in that. Um, but if you really want to know about marketing and funnels, my recommendation is you go to funnelgorgeous.com. That's where you'll find, I have a funnel building for beginners class. We have gorgeous templates that are really affordably priced. Uh, we also have the offer cure, which is what I talked about today for anyone who really wants to understand the profitability factor behind funnels. And I think that just will be a great resource for your audience. Awesome. And we will definitely link all of that in the show notes, like I said earlier. So you guys listening, go check that out because I am sure that it's going to be a huge resource for you in building out your funnels. And I'm super excited about it. But Julie, thank you so much just for giving us a little bit of your time and definitely for sharing all of this knowledge and expertise. Like I said earlier, I just really think it's going to be helpful because I do think this is a really kind of trip, tricky topic for a lot of people and yeah. something they kind of struggle to figure out. And, you know, most people don't want to spend thousands of hours trying to learn something when they're not even sure if it's going to work for them. So I think this will definitely be helpful and you know, just getting a lot of business owners started on 
the basics and then they can go check out your website and stuff to really dive into it more. But I'm really excited to get to share this episode with them. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.